0: Good morning. My name is Alan Pangborn. I'm the CEO and President of Chesapeake Gold. And I'm happy to be here again today, Matthew, and to try and explain to you the, um, the metallurgy that we put out recently. Well,
1: uh, Alan, good to see you again. I haven't seen you since May. I appreciate you coming um, back on. And we've all kind of been waiting to see what was said. And you put out a press release just, uh, just before you got to Beaver Creek, I guess. Um, In anticipation for all the kind of questions that you'd be getting. But I'm not sure people understood what you were trying to say. It was like super, super technical. We've had lots of questions sent in from across the world going, what does it mean? What does it actually mean? Um, Were you deliberately trying to confuse people, or is it a case of perhaps there's a better way of um, telling that story?
0: Yeah, look, I I think that's that's a, a valid comment. I've seen some of the chatter on some of the blogs and things, and also presenting it at beaver creek was a lot easier because i could you know people could ask individual questions as i go so so let me try and um, simplify it a little bit and and try and address some of the the questions i've seen and 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 explain how this all goes together
1: right and, and can you just sort of set the scene before you do get into the numbers because this this is you've got these massive resources Out there, it was. It's a technical question about what can you or if you can recover what you want to recover. Um, So we're talking about oxidization and um, uh, rates, um, and we've talked really simple terms of grey stone, redstone. So what? (laughs) Can you set the scene for us before we kind of get into the numbers and what they mean?
0: Yeah, sure. So. You know, we, we took over control of Chesapeake uh, 18 months ago with a concept that would allow us to oxidize the sulfides, which is the reason that the gold is known as refractory, because it's locked in those sulfides. Once you oxidize them, you effectively release that gold and silver to then be... Leached with cyanide and lime, as everybody else does in a heap leach when it's an oxide ore body. Um that's important for probably four reasons. The first one is as the PEA showed, 90% less capital than an autoclave plant, 90% less water than an autoclave plant uses, 90% less power than an autoclave plant uses, and then finally. Unfortunately, after yet another tailings dam failure, no tailings dam. So those four things are what is really driving us to try and to get this to work and understand how it works um, and what levels of recovery of gold and silver we can ultimately get. Um, and the, the press release that went out was the first results that really give me a proof of concept. So, it's now not, will it work? It's how long will it take me to get to the recoveries that I'm looking for? Okay.
1: And just again, remind us the numbers. Again, I'm just conscious there's lots of new people looking at this all the time and we're sort of starting in through a conversation. So, I've said to those people, I recommend going back to some of the other interviews that we've done with Alan previously. We go, we go through the kind of history of, you know, how. Um, the new Chesapeake company um, is where it is today. Some of the challenges ahead, but also some of the opportunities ahead. So maybe um, give us some of the PEA highlight numbers, which kind of, I guess, sets the scene in terms of the size of the prize, if you can crack the code.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, the size of the prize is huge, not just for Metatis, but probably for the Gold refractory industry as a whole. Um, so to give you some idea, Metatis is over 20 million ounces of gold, 550 million ounces of silver in resource in the ground. We know where the elephant is. The question has always been: Is there a economic, financeable, deliverable project there? The previous management looked at autoclaves that wasn't economic because of the capital cost being three and a half billion dollars. We put out a PEA a bit over a year ago now that show the capital cost of $360 million. Um, It's focused on the high-grade intrusive intrusive breccia core, which is about 20% of the ore body to start with. The idea is to start with a smaller project of only 15,000 tons a day to keep the capital cost down, which was estimated at $360 million. Um, and that would produce about 150,000 ounces a year of gold-silver equivalent if we can get recoveries of about 70 to 75% of the metal. Um, that is a typical to low-end oxide gold recovery. It was an assumption based on some very limited test work prior to this. Um, and that would give then give us a a um, cash cost of 760, I think it was, or 750 dollars an ounce, which is well under a thousand bucks an ounce, which seems to be the interesting level. 35% rate of return, two and a half year payback. Since then, the metallurgical work has been moving forward to support those assumptions. Um, The other things, if they go back and look at some of the older interviews, we drilled five holes to get material. We were pleasantly surprised when the grade was higher. We went by about 18% on average, which is significant. Um, We we went back and drilled another 18 holes to to infill and also confirm whether that higher grade was pervasive in that intrusive, which it appears to be. Uh, my chief geologist is trying to explain to me why before we update the resource statement. I think it's important that we understand why it's gone up. Um, so we're doing check assays and all sorts of technical stuff to ensure that we understand what's different. Um, well, and why, then the why, would you,
1: why would you be concerned if, if, if the values had gone up? Why, why is that
0: a problem <laughs> for you? For the same reason I'd be concerned if they'd gone down. You know, at the end of the day, you want your, your underlying resource reserve statements are key to your economics, the same as the metallurgical recovery is key to your economics. You don't need to find out you're out by 18% when you start up. You need to know before that. Um, so, you know, it's great. It's a nice surprise, but I want to be sure I understand why. I want to understand that it's real,
1: right? But it, it, it's kind of important for your company, sorry, the company which you've come into. I get that you've only been there eighteen months, right? And there's a whole history to this before you, you came along, and this concern that you, you know the company could technically crack the code of being actually able to get the, the gold and silver out economically. But there's, it kind of feels like there's like a, a commitment issue from the company to actually get stuff done. You know, you've got 18 million ounces of gold, 500 million ounces of silver. This is a huge project. But it's sitting there at you know 140 million market cap today, because of this kind of commitment to showing the market how this thing, you know, can be valuable will be valuable. So it, it, it's taken a long time, hasn't it? You can sort of understand the frustration.
0: Yeah, I, I think the 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 issue is maybe it's my own conservatism. I don't want to put out one result, then another result, then another result, and they're up and down and all over the place, and and it. It creates even more confusion. Um, you know, I I I I'm coming at this from a more from a, a builder point of view, given my background, that I'm I'm checking all the boxes, and as I know that this piece is right, I put it out. This piece is right, I put it out. You know, putting out, I'll put the resource statement out when I know I'm comfortable with it, and it, it's it's. It's right. Uh, it was the same with the test work. I mean, you know, the the first column we started back in eight, on the 18th of May, um, and didn't put the results out until recently because there's a whole bunch of other work even after you've oxidized it and leached it, to check that everything adds up, that you know heads minus tails plus what you recovered in solution, actually add up to the same number. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do that, right? Work. But, but,
1: but yeah, you, got, you do. Got to do that work, but you also got to explain to people that, that, that what's happening, because no information, people run away and make stuff up. Believe me, I know. Um, <laughs> what we see it every day. <laughs> you know, where you know they're they're reading something into a situation where you're talking conservative, where they're saying it, Well, they don't know what they're doing. They haven't, they're not able to crack this code. So there's got to be degrees of success along that journey, which you need to explain. Can you explain?
0: Yeah, there is. And that's why we put out what we put out um, just prior to the Beaver Creek conference, because that was key, a key marketing event for us to be able to sit down with investors. That's why I'm talking to you today, So that I can try and, and address some of the things, concerns that I've seen or heard from other investors with you and your audience. Um, so so that they understand where we're at and where we're going. And as I said, I, you know, I've got a proof of concept. So now it's not if it's how long. Um, and can I tweak it to where I need to get to be? And there's a big difference between tweaking it and. Proving that it even works. Right. So, what does what
1: a miner, the mine builder in you, um, need to, to do going forward? So, it might be worth actually talking through the met work because then I want to kind of actually go into well, then what, now what, what, do you, what, yeah. what needs to be in place now? Because if you're going meticulously along a process to see, you're saying, you know, how it works, and the, the audience is going, well, if it works. So I, I want them, and what I want to understand what that journey looks like, how long it is, and what those moments are, and how do you define success? So should we start with the network? Sure. Are you able to sort of run, run through the, the uh, news release, or maybe the PowerPoint, which um, you can kind of run through in, in uh, Beaver Creek?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll pick a few specific slides out of that okay. one specifically sure. focused on the metallurgy. Um and so the first slide I you should be able to see on your screen now. Everybody's seen this picture. This is the picture that that I put out some time ago to try and exp, um show the investors that it is working. I just don't have any results yet. And as you can clearly see, we crushed this material to, to 13 millimeters and, um, put it in the columns, ran the magic chemistry through it and watched it change color. And so Alan was quite happy that it went from gray to brown, right? Which most geologists will look at and will tell you, okay, that, that seems to be doing what it's supposed to do. Good on you. Um, when are we going to see some results? So we, we, put some results out, and one of the key things in the press release is this slide, which is this graph that you can hopefully see now. Um, and let me try and explain what this means. Um, so the left-hand graph is literally how much of the sulfur of pyrite and, and other sulfides is oxidizing over time. This this process is a two-step process. So forget the graph on the right. The graph on the left is the first step of the process. Oxidize the sulfides. Why?
1: Which is what I do, did do, do in layman's, sorry, not even layman's, do, do it dumbed-down version. What does that mean? Oxidization, 30 days and 100, So 30% and 128 days. What's that mean? Right.
0: So firstly, the oxidizing the sulfide means that the pyrite, fool's gold, which is where the gold is inside, um, will change from pyrite to rust effectively, iron oxide, okay? So not dissimilar to your car rusting, That's, that's iron going to iron oxide, pyrite will do the same thing. What this graph shows is it's a relatively straight line at least for the first 128 days. And we managed to oxidize 30% of the sulfides in the entire sample. So not only 30% of the rocks oxidized, everything that had sulfides in oxidized to a degree, and we got 30% of that lot to oxidize. there's another couple of things that are important about this because people will go, well, you've got 30% oxidation. Why is the gold recovery 60 and why is it so flat? And I'll come to the flat bit in a minute. Gold in pyrite tends to be in a couple of places. It, it's either on the crystal boundaries or on stress in the crystal. And how can I explain that? Um, when something starts to oxidize, think about your car, right? And in Canada, we all drive around with salt on the roads, and we know very well where the car starts to rust first. And it always rusts where the steel of your car is most stressed. And where it's stressed is usually where it's been bent, where it's been welded, where it's been scratched, and the protective coating on the outside is gone. Or it's, it's very stressed. And that is exactly the same. Where the gold and silver is in the pyrite, it stresses it. So it oxidizes first or rusts first where it's the highest stressed. Yeah? It's like anything under stress. It gets annoyed. Yeah? And so it rusts. Once it's rusted, provided that rust is is, is porous then the iron the it the the air and water can get in and the sulfate can get out because when it changes from sulfide it goes to sulfate yeah um, and I don't know how I can explain the difference but sulfate is the oxide product that comes out of the the sulfur yeah and so what this graph the first graph shows is It took me 128 days to get 30% of all that sulfur to oxidize. Once I'd done that, I rinsed it, and then I mixed it with lime and cyanide in the same column and leached it just the same as I leach any other gold, silver, oxide ore, right? So think Nevada, think Australia, heap leaches all around the world that have been going on for decades and decades. Okay. So that's the oxidation step. The second step is a standard gold cyanide leaching. Now, somebody commented that it goes really flat very quickly and therefore it won't ever get to 70 or 75% as, as was in the PEA. When it's only oxidized to 30%, that is a 100% true statement. However, if I can make the oxidation run longer and go higher, or if I can make it get steeper and go faster to get to, to higher number, that plateau will move up, right? So this shows that when I can, ox- if I can oxidize it, which I can, I got 30% in 128 days, I can then get the gold and silver out. I got 60% and 50% of the total gold that was in the sample at the beginning before I oxidized it. This isn't an additive thing, right? right? Um,
1: so it's not. It's not 60% of the gold for. The 30, against the 30%, we're no, 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 no. not multiplying 30 by, right. No. Okay. So, 60% of the contained Gold prior to the oxidisation process. So,
0: if there was one gram yeah. per tonne, which is about what our head grade is, in the rock before yeah. I did anything to it, by the time I finished, I could recover 60% of that. So, 06 grams per tonne. If the Silver grade was 14, which is roughly what it was. By the time I got to the end of it, I recovered half, seven grams. Seven. Okay. Got it. So, so that's, that's what this means. And, and everybody I've talked to, I've been saying the same thing. This is proof of concept.
1: Right. So, may I interrupt? Oxidization after 128 days, 30%. Um, how do you improve the percentage? Do you just need to give it more days? Do you need to change the elderly tech? Um, I mean, in, in terms of the the the, the blend, um, how how do we get that from thirty percent to higher? And if it is higher, let's say it goes from thirty to fifty percent, mm-hmm. what does that do to the gold recovery on the on the other chart?
0: Okay. So so that. That line on the oxidation graph is, pre- I think you'd agree, is pretty straight, right? Yep. So there's no, there's no concerns yet that it's, it's slowing down. Will it? Of course it will. When? Good question. <laughs> Don't know yet, <laughs> right. right? So right. it's all about kinetics. Can I make it go faster or longer? And if it's lot, if I can't make it go faster, how much longer, and what does the gold and silver recover, but improve by, by how much longer I run it? Okay. So what would it look like? When, when can you answer those questions? <laughs> I'm working on them. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> the short answer is I'm working on them. Um, you know there there are some obvious things with kinetics that can speed it up. Uh, one is increase the surface area that is exposed. That right, means so crushing, crush it finer. Yeah, we've already got some columns that. running where I've crushed it finer, and they look better. Yeah, and there's no numbers in there because until I've seen how much better is better. Yeah, we we've got to do the work. Um, There's some other interesting things regarding reagent strengths. So without getting into really complicated chemistry and physics, um, if you increase the reagent strength, often it it will allow the reaction to go faster. If you change the pH that you operate up or down, it will change the rate at which it reacts and so we've got a series of columns i've got 24 all of which are working on variants um to see what what does what as i change it so as i can understand that a improved it b didn't do nothing c made it worse d made it better and so on um the alternative and so that's one set and then the alternative is Run it for longer, but long, running it for longer has implications on your capital costs and your working capital build. So I'd rather find faster rather than longer. If you'd
1: can I answer this question here again? I'm just given, you know, repeat that. It's 18 million ounces of contained gold and 500 million ounces yeah. of contained silver, right? Okay. Given the scale, it's fairly low-grade stuff, but you know, as we know, you know. Grade isn't always king, there's lots of other factors involved with this. And given the amount of help, stimulation, this is going to need from you, there's going to cost to that, whether it be grinding, whether it be reagents, whether it be the, whole, the whole process which you're going to have to put in, in place. It. Again, as a mine builder, there's a point at which you go, it's good enough. Yeah. right? So you've got to give guidance to the market and go, we can optimise the heck out of this, but you, but I'll, I'll need a couple of years. Because that, lots of combinations, which we need to put together, and we can you know, perfect this thing. But at some point, we've got to press the button and go, right, we're, we're, we're going here. So what is a… when will you be able to give the market information, which says, or guidance, which says, like, this is a base case. If we went here, it's just fine. However, give me an extra year, and the relative cost of that year is, is, not, is negligible to what I think I'm going to be able to free up. If if we can extract more gold and more silver from from this, I mean, how do how do you play that game? Because there's a frustrated audience out there. Your your stocks being held back by that, I guess, that frustration and maybe some, I don't know, there's an overhang of of retail, and I I, I don't know what's what, what's going on there. But you, you you bought into this company knowing the history, so you you you're prepared for what was to come. So how do you play
0: that game? So there's there's probably some practical economic limits on how far you can go tweaking it. You know, God bless engineers. They always want to add more and more and more tweaks and more and more and more features. You know, I, I, I'm very, very conscious of finding a economic, financeable, feasible, buildable, da da expandable project, and, and, you know, we, we want to start it small so as that Hopefully it's always you always want to get it right, but if there's something unforeseen, it's it's not it's not completely fatal. Um so you know there's a there's a there's a trade-off, but I've still got to get, you know, sixty percent recovery on the gold is actually not bad out of the refractories. If you compare it to what the no oxidation case was, which was um 35 gold and 20 silver, yeah, which is contained elsewhere in the presentation. That's a significant improvement on what, what you would have got if you did nothing, right? But yeah. down that low, it's probably not economic. What's interesting about the 60% gold number is, you know, if let's make an assumption, right? We've seen an upgrade of 18%. If you said, Ah, he'll get off half of it. Call it 10%. My recovery's down 10%, but my grade's up for 10%. So last time when I went to school, 1 multiplied by 1.1 1. 1 divided by 1.1 1. 1 is 1. So I'm actually still in the same place economically. So theoretically, you could say, Alan, stop dicking around and get on with it. Yeah. Um, but I still need to do... I thought I did. <laughs> That was exactly what I said earlier. (laughs) Um, I still need to do, there's a whole bunch of other metallurgical test work that goes with all of this to be sure that this piece, you know, one test from one place once is not success. It's a damn good indication.
1: But how do, how do you get to the numbers where you can say, because look, this, the sheer scale of this thing gives you lots of optionality in terms of you know the ore body that you can go after. Yeah. Is there an argument which says, do you know what? If we can get to 70% um, extract um, recovery, that's a good enough number to get things going or certainly get us financed to get things going in some small way, drive some revenue, which then stops this you know, kind of dilutory component to these? Well exploration and development stories, right, and we will refine the process over time we've got time. this thing is generational in terms of size. Do you know what I mean so there's so many ways to come with yeah. this
0: so two words that you just said that I'll pick up on one was dilutive, the other one was financeable, okay even though the capital is only three hundred and sixty million dollars. We will need to finance it because last time I looked, my bank balance wasn't $400 million. Okay. So, so to get it financed, to get a bank to give you the money, there's probably somewhere between a year and two years of work that has to happen. Pre-fees, feasibility, permitting. You're not going to see a penny until you've done those. You can't do the pre-feasibility study until you've got sufficient backup to to pass scrutiny from the banks in particular and their technical experts to support the assumptions that are in that study. It just won't happen, right? So it doesn't matter how much I want to do it on one nice little test that shows it works or whatever. I know full well from my time with my friends at VHP and the hoops I used to have to jump through in there to get a project approved. Um, do it wi- right, do it once, and do it all. Because if you don't, you'll hit a brick wall, and you'll have to come back and do it anyway. So I'm sorry. It's going to take time. You said dilutive. Um, We currently have $30 million in the bank, Canadian, still. When we started 18 months ago, we had 35. So we spent $5 million so far. In that time, we've done the MET test work to get us to the point we are today. We did a PEA. We did over 12,000 metres of PQ drilling. We're not wasting money just on overhead. We're working consciously. Economically, on the things that matter that have to feed into that next step, which is the pre-feasibility study, and the one thing that is critical today that we have to get is an appropriate level of metallurgical understanding beyond one test.
1: Right. So PFS coming up next. You, you kind of, where are you in the process? Are we halfway yet? Do you know? On the. <laughs> Well, the I, network, I, you know, because this is the we? key. This is why I wanted to speak to you. I wanted to get into the weeds here about <laughs> this one because I know how complex it is, and I know, uh, you know, I, I, engineers want to perfect everything. But I want to try and understand the timing of this because the market wants to understand the timing of this, which is at some point you're going to put a flag in the sand and say, right, we're we're we good enough to go now, right? And and by good enough, here's what I mean in terms of the economics: pre fees will pa whatever. Right, but PFS is starting to get a little bit more serious, and it's a very serious market out there. Um, I won't go into today, but you know, in, in, in inflation, supply chain issues, personnel—you you, you name it. Right. Um, what's the timing of that? Are we looking at the end of next
0: year? Are we looking? What, I mean, what, what, what yeah, I look. You know, I I was I was hoping that my results would have been better than thirty percent in 128 days and 60% goal recovery and 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 so on um, but we are where we are we need to do the tweaking work and we would have done this anyway even if the results had come out higher um, we, <laughs> the 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 insanity of some of this is the, the financiers and their technical experts would have sat there and looked at me and said, Alan, what happens if you crush it a bit finer? Is that a better economic outcome? What happens if you run it for a bit longer? What's the econ-? And it always comes back to the economic impact, right? So, so again, you may as well do it. Otherwise you're going to get clobbered anyway. I need to do it because I'd like the recoveries to be closer to where they were in the PEA. Because I quite like the answer from the PEA. Yeah, and no, no, no. um,
1: it's, it's 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 amazing when you get sent from bankers like me, we have become engineers and chemists overnight. Uh, what if the what if questions come out? So right. can I just ask? So people kind of get some sort of satisfaction that you are, you know. Doing well, you no, not You're showing them that you're doing things the right, but how many multiple tests are going on? You weren't running one and then sort of doing a sequential series of tests. It's how many concurrent tests are going on and what, what sort of things are you testing no, for in terms I of those did, variables? I
0: did one, then I did a bunch of time series ones, which was another 14, I think it was. I've now got another twenty. Or running at the moment. So as 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 With as representative,
1: I, ore of the ore that you want to go after first. Is, is, do you know where you yes, want to go first? Yes,
0: or? It's all focused on the intrusive and the intrusive. Pressure. Got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, because every every pit that's ever been been run on that deposit always mines the same stuff first. So you may as well learn and focus on this first stuff that's going to come out of the ground, and that's the intrusive. Um, So, you know, where are we? The the columns around finer crush, different reagent strengths, different irrigation rates and timing and all the various variables that I mentioned in the press release, the majority of them are already underway because I knew I'd have to do it anyway. So, you know, as as columns came free, I, I already knew what I was going to do next um, and so so there there some of those are, all, are already running the majority of them are probably running the only one that's not yet is the hpgr cuz i need a special piece of equipment to crush it and there's one available in vancouver and i've got a sample queued up to go through that so once i got that i'll put that on as well i've got some empty columns okay yeah okay so it, it's it's you know you mentioned towards the end of next year with the pfs yeah that's probably a reasonable cuz the, the other thing to remember you know that, that coming back to those two graphs the first graph took 128 days and this is where it gets perverse as i test the things to make it better make it worse I'm not, i don't want to make it worse but some of them will be negative right the negative ones i know early because the graph will be down here somewhere, right? The ones that are better will be up here somewhere. Well, if it's getting better, I've got to keep running it until I know what it does up here. So the ones that work, (laughs) this is where it gets perverse, the ones that work have to run, the ones that don't work and and stay down here somewhere. I stop in thirty days or sixty days and put the next variant on. It's it's an interesting
1: thing there because um, it's, it's kind of like, kind of like drilling. You kind of you kind of want to understand what's going on with that. See, so sometimes you know you're going to drill and not find stuff, but that's a point at which that's that's good data actually. And the same for you here. Exactly. You want to test stress test stuff and go. Well, I need to know what not to do. And where, where? As
0: much as what to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, yeah. okay. But you're going to have to signal that
1: to the market where they go, oh, man, disaster, disaster. <laughs> no, okay. No, okay. No. I understand. You're all over it. You're all over it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you, I, so coming coming back to so PFS in the, in the next year, if you look at your PEA, obviously, I think with the data that you're, you're showing here, perhaps you'd say, wow. Do you know what? The, the, if if we if we can change these numbers, the PEA numbers could look could look a lot better if we just kind of switch a few things, switch a bit of data in and in, around. In, it gives us a sense of where we're going to go. The PFS. What else? What what are the other things apart from the met component, which is it seems to me like Pareto eighty percent of what you need to crack here. What else do you need to be doing in the background to ensure that the PFS delivers
0: numbers that you expect? All of the all of the other inputs. So you know if if one reads the PEA carefully, you, you look for the word assumed, <laughs> right? So you've got to get rid of a lot of those assumptions. Um, and, for instance, uh, power supply, right? We assume there's a substation 30, 40 kilometres away that feeds another mine. We assume that we can get the power from there. We need to get rid of that assumed word and actually know where, how much, how we're going to get power to site, right? Um, water's the same. Even the PFS that was done, what, five years ago, six years ago, assumed they were going to get the water out of the river that's nearby. There's a river at the bottom of the valley where we're putting the, the heat bleach, um, to do that, you've got to tra- have water rights and transfer them up the hill so that the extraction point is somewhere else, right? We're working on understanding the process and starting that process to get water rights because the PEA and the size we're starting at, we know roughly how much water we need. That's not going to change a lot. But by the time you get to the PFS, you want to be able to say, this is where it's coming from, this is how much we can get, and we've started the process, and here's the overall water balance, and it's enough, yeah? Um, access road. The previous study, the access road was fixed going down the valley and heading towards Sinaloa because that downhill, straight downhill is the easiest, but it was also anchored because there was a secondary plant down in Sinaloa that was where the autoclaves were. Right, We don't have any autoclaves anymore. I don't need a road down to Sinaloa because that's where the autoclaves are. So we need to look at which road is the best road to come in for, to from Durango or up from Sinaloa. We've done the topo on the other route now that we didn't have before. So as I can do a trade-off between road A, road B. So again, it's getting rid of we have assumed. Yeah. Um, and do some more work on it. And that's the case with every study. And I, and, and I think I've said this to you before. Um, a study gives you two things. It gives you something you can talk to the market about. Here we are. Here we're going. I've got a proof of concept. I've got this. I've got that. Here's the PEA numbers, whatever. In the background, it also gives me a list of things that I need to go and firm up more information on so as I can support the next level of study, right? And so, apart from the metallurgy, we're working on all that other stuff in the background. Yeah, um, you know, when we get to PFS, the next thing in front of that is the permit application. I can't do the permit application off of PEA because I don't have enough data in it. We've restarted the environmental monitoring so that the environmental data is coming up to speed so as we can tie it into the older data to be able to use that with the PS to do our permit application, which wasn't running before.
1: Right. So what? What in terms of okay, you got thirty million um, bucks. Um, you, you burnt through only five million in eighteen months, right? Um, PFS they, they tend to cost money. Are you gonna blow through that thirty million uh, before delivering the PFS, or do you, you know what, what's it
0: going to cost you? Do you think? No. You know, look, what, what a lot of people forget the most expensive component of all of your studies is drilling. Drilling and more damn drilling, yeah? And if you look back through it, that's where all the money goes. This thing has been drilled pretty consistently across all of it. Um, you know, we we just need to check on the, the most recent drilling and tie it all together. But I don't expect there to be a lot of drilling, if any more. Um, and the rest of it, you know, the metallurgical tests work, it's a hundred thousand a month or something that I'm running. So, you know, it'd have to run a long time for me to burn through thirty million dollars. Um and and the same with the studies. The studies with the engineering companies don't actually cost you as much money as you think. It's all the other stuff if you haven't already got it, to support everything. Yeah. The only the only thing out there that might show up is um, you know potentially again bankers and others that are, are reviewing this before you finance it is whether we do or don't need to build a pilot plant and I think we've discussed that before I'm not a big fan of them because I'm not a big believer in one sample for one place once to represent a 30 year mine life I think that's almost bordering on insanity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so I've just noticed I've been doing an injustice. You've got 20 million ounces of gold and 560 million ounces of uh, silver. Uh, I apologise <laughs> profusely. Um, <laughs> but okay, so money, money's good, the process is good. In fact, it's, it's kind of a process light in a way, where if you don't have to do too much drilling, maybe a little bit of, of, of infill in places to, to test what you've got. But um, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, so this is all all, all comes down to this technical process that you're going through, you, are you going to talk more often to market? Because like we we don't see enough of you. You don't. It feels like you don't share enough of what's going on. I'm am putting in an official complaint on of behalf of me. <laughs> um, um, you know what I mean? Because there's some there's kind of interesting. Some of this is actually quite interesting once you understand it. And this is the first time we've kind of been through it. And, A little bit more detail in terms of the 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 test work that you're 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 doing, and perhaps more importantly, as a mind builder, how you think about putting this process together, because it's it's felt like it historically it had something, it was going to be huge, one of the world's best, and then it just got hit, you know, you know, there's a big curveball came in, and you know people have gone off of it, and perhaps it's slightly tainted, so what what are you, you gonna do in terms of helping it yeah them? i
0: th- i th- i think it was it was tainted because of the old version of what the project was yeah this three and a half billion done right um you know i think i think people are so accustomed to form development studies being a Biannual drill program results, drill program results, drill program results forever in a year, um, and then eventually one day they do a PEA, then they do an update of the PEA, and another update of the PEA, and then they do three pre-feasibility studies. God bless them. Eventually one day they might actually build it um, if they don't get bought out in the process. You know a. A conservative, not conservative, a realistic to even optimistic mind development program from discovery hole to production is 10 years. 10 years. That's before hiccups. That's before governments, constitutional changes, coups, and anything else that can happen to mess it up in the process. You know, I can name you some copper deposits that were discovered in the '40s, and they're still interesting deposits.
1: Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I know. There's there's there's, there's ten big development projects being held up right now. That's that's the truth. That you know, um, we, we we've we talked about them on our on our copper show. You know, it's 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 crazy. No, lots of ways that this thing can fall over. I I, I get it. I, I guess I guess I'm trying to kind of look for the things, or how have you helped me point to the things which you know matter to you to manage properly. I get the infrastructure component um, here, and obviously you're going through the process technically, but it, it, it's, it's fair enough um, that people you know doubt the process because it's just been a long time in the coming, a um, long time in the making, right? So you have a job to do to help people understand it better and why it's 359 million uh,
0: capex instead of 3.5 billion market cap. So, so you know, now it's a lot easier now. I've got some results out in the market. I can actually explain it works. It needs tweaking, right? This, this is the equivalent of a, my discovery story. If you drew the parallel, that column test is your discovery hole. That is it. Right. You know, you just put in you whack the hole in and you drilled 300 meters at one and a half percent copper and you're over the moon. You've got no idea how much else it is. Right. That's that. The next step is in an exploration story is go drill more holes, which they do one by one and they put them out one by one. And if they don't get a good one, they put another one next to a good one. Um I'm getting cynical. (laughs) Right? This, 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 this is, okay, I've, I've, I've got something that works. Draw the parallel to the pharmaceutical industry. I tried some cocktail and it looks like it's Viagra all over again. Now I've got to give it to a thousand men and see if it works on all of them. Right? And some of them it doesn't work on. So how effective is it? So I've got got to to do that chart. (laughs) 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 No, but you you know what I mean. So, so I've got my discovery hole. I've got my proof of concept. So rather than it, it's no longer a theory. It's the next step along. We're in the what? No, no, no,
1: no, it's no, it's just pure smut and, and innuendo on, on my part with, with Discovery Halls and Viagra charts. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly lost as to where this is going. So, uh,
0: you know, the, the next step is to find out which way it works better and it goes faster and gets where it needs to be faster and then is where it needs to be, that 70, 75 or is 60 and 50 as good as it's going to get? But then with the grade increase, I'm still in the same place. But I don't know that yet.
1: Right. And all the market wants to know is when, it gives a sense of when you will know that. But look, we, 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 we've, we've talked about this a bit. I think this is, um, in terms of enough information to digest, I think we're there. Um, and what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it, we get it. You're trying to fix a problem which you believe is fixable and you're starting to show that it, it can be. But as you say, the current number is 60%, it's probably not quite there yet. So, time-wise, you're… Well, you, your words, you said to me earlier, you say 60% is not quite there yet on the economics, right? You wouldn't No, 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 take, no. I didn't
0: say that. I did not so say it's what not, did not quite say. there on the economics. No. It's not where I'd like it to be because I believe the potential is in that 70 to 75% range or better. Um, we put that number in based on some intelligent guesswork in the PEA, which is all PEAs really are, semi-intelligent guesswork. Um, and... You know, I'd obviously like to see me be able to say, "There you go, I've matched the numbers in the PEA, and now we're moving forward." And I understand better how it works, faster, shorter times, whatever. Because the shorter time also has an impact on my capital costs and working capital, right? So, so there's an incentive to try and get that better across everything. It's, okay. so, it's, so it's not, it's not quite there yet. It's not right there yet. No, you want it to be better. No, you think you, think well, you can I, get better. Right, you I, 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 better. I want to make it better. I'll tell you what, Matt. I'll, I'll go away. I'll pull up the model. I'll run 60% and 50% recoveries through. And I'll guarantee you it's still better than 15% rate of return, which is what would get financed. In fact, it's probably still in the 20-plus range. Good. Can you do right? that?
1: I'd love to see that.
0: And then when I add the 10% grade back on, It'll go back to where we were. <laughs> right? You know, but wobble your arms around and you do the pluses and minuses and pluses and minuses and you end up in the same place. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's honestly, that's where I feel 60% and 50% is good enough at the moment. I'd like to see it better, because the other thing we also know is PEAs tend to be a little bit on the optimistic side, and the results tend to only go in one direction. Glad you said it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I've been my, doing this too long. Yeah.
1: Well, but no. But it's it, it's it's a fair point. When people want something to work, they'll they'll believe a PEA. Um, but when it all goes wrong, they'll go, what the hell is that PEA about? Because it, it's, it's, I would say plus or, minus, plus or minus 30%. But I think in, t- in today's in, uh, environment, I, I, it's a lot worse than that. We've, we've seen feasibility studies get blown out of the water because the economics is a slightly different paradigm at the moment. There's, a, there's an economic environment which is just not so mining friendly. So marginal projects don't work anymore. They don't work anymore, and that's why your degree of certainty that you are striving for is important here. And I just think you know, it, it, it's I want to understand what that number needs to look like for you. You don't have that. You don't have the answer at the moment because you're still doing some test work, right? But we would want to know relatively quickly a number that you, one you can think you can get to, and two that you think would make this a super attractive project, and in a maybe worse economic. Uh, climate, um, you know, stop it becoming a marginal project. You know, which is, seems difficult with a project this size, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah. So here's here's an interesting statement for you, and, and I, you can, I'll challenge you to go back and prove me wrong. Cut off grades, certainly in the copper business, and I wouldn't be surprised in gold either. Cut off grades in open pit copper mines have not moved in 30 years, The cutoff grade. So that's the minimum it makes a penny, yeah? And it's been sitting around 0.2 to 0.3 for 30 years, even though the copper price has been as low as $0.60 cents and as high as $4.50. The cutoff grade has not changed. Now, how is that possible? It's because it's, we've maintained margins despite 2008, despite copper running from 90 cents up to $4 between 2002, 2001 to 2006. The cutoff grade hasn't moved, right? Because margins get maintained. The only way you can bring in an uneconomic project these days is change the technology to completely change your cost curve. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, and then the margins will change on the older technology, and they'll become an well, uneconomic. Yeah, I hear what you're
1: saying, but so does copper price. That you know, if if copper price has higher highs, higher lows, then you know the cutoff grade Will average down right, it, it's, it's it hasn't, no. though. I, I did ha- the agri
0: rica study mm-hmm. in 95 96 for BHP in northern Orion. Cutoff gray was 0.25, was over a billion tons. Capital cost was 760 million dollars to build it. Internal rate of return, I think, was like 17 18 percent. With a 90 cent or a dollar copper price. 1995. Go look at the big copper projects today. The cutoff grade is still 0.25. The capital cost is now $5 billion and the metal price is $4. Yeah. I, I, I
1: we're getting into a copper conversation for a gold silver company that's probably not where we want to be but I wouldn't mind talking to you and uh, not certainly somebody's just bought a bloody copper mine um, I want to believe we're running out of copper uh, so I will go and look at some of that information you've given <laughs> us um, but I better let you go as they say when you're closing a, a conversation so look, Alan, look, I'm really appreciate you making the time and a lot of time at that to Get into the weeds, deal with a few, you know, difficult uh, questions, but answer, you know, mar- market sentiment um, somewhat. And uh, again, update us on on how you're going with your projects. I Appreciate your time today, uh, but stay in touch and uh, please speak
0: to us soon. Yep, I will. I will when I've got something to talk about. You'll be hearing from me.